Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. I'm Pastor Vlad Sapchuk. How are you doing tonight, Pastor? I am doing better than I deserved. Isaiah, thank you for having me. It is a, always a joy to watch your live streams and to be with you today. I'm super excited. And if you guys don't know, Pastor Vlad's always up in the live streams, just like I'm up in his. I'm super excited, Pastor Vlad, for what God is doing. We had an incredible revival last week at his church, and we had a straight move of God. It was supposed to be a youth service, but some people might have found out it wasn't that they could go. And we ended up packing up the overflow, packing up the main building, and people were struggling to get in. But more than that, than people coming to present of God showed up in a very special way and me and Pastor Vlad talked about live streaming and revival and he's actually Mm -hmm. going to be also stepping into live streaming as well teaching the body of Christ so talk to us a tiny bit about that Pastor Vlad what are you starting to do here you know Isaiah I want to tell you something thank you huge thank you you're like a digital apostle sparking (laughs) revivals of digital evangelists and so I mean we're active semi-active on social media and and I knew that this has been the call of God to start, you know, moving toward the direction. And uh, you're coming here last week, especially right after the service when we, you know, we started to talk. And I couldn't sleep that night. And then next morning, uh, I talked to um, our media director and others. And I was like, we have to change things. And so um, we are actually just this morning purchased the equipment, the proper things. We're going to set up a studio. And next Thursday uh, afternoon, Towards the evening, we're going to start streaming every single week on Vladimir Savchuk YouTube. So I just want to say a huge thank you for that because you really, you challenged me, you inspired me, you taught me that an an internet algorithm is anointing. Come on, come on. (laughs) You start teaching us. And so it's really, really encouraging. So I'm really, I'm humbled, blessed, and also honored to have you as a friend and in this area to, to guide and to direct. I'm so excited. You know, guys, I want to say this is part of the new thing that God is doing. And I was telling Pastor Vlad, a lot of pastors and a lot of leaders, they have no idea what to call this and what to do with this because it's a new wineskin that God is pouring Mm -hmm. out. But the reality is God is longing to reach the next generation and this generation through social media. And the reality is 95% of people that won't go to church will pick up a cell phone. And so Jesus said, go to the marketplace and preach the gospel because this is where the people are. So we're on this broadcast tonight because this is where the people are and we're not just going to live our lives waiting for people to come to our churches but we're going to bring the church to them we're going to bring the gospel to them we're going to bring deliverance to them god is doing Mm -hmm. a new thing and guys i'm telling you be excited about the new thing and this is why we're telling you guys share the broadcast help us out on social media because it's an incredible way that we can see soul saved there's many of you here that literally got saved in the last three months through a broadcast Mm -hmm. and so this is why we've been training why tonight i brought pastor Vlad on to talk to us about fasting. We're going to go into it in a little bit, but he just came off of a 40-day water-only fast. So he's fresh off of mm-hmm. this, this, really the fast Jesus did, and he's going to share with mm-hmm. us. And I thought, you know, Pastor Vlad, this last week, if there's anybody I want to teach our people on fasting, it's you. You live, you don't just preach fasting like a lot of people. You live a fasted lifestyle. And I think this is so relevant to us here tonight because we are all in a battle right now. Listen, whether you like yes. it or not, you are in a battle between your spirit man and between Mm -hmm. your carnal man and we're all feeding Mm -hmm. something whether we feed our spiritual Mm -hmm. man or we feed our fleshly man we are all feeding 
something. And the thing is, guys, whatever you feed is going to be stronger. There are two forces at war in you tonight. You might say fasting is not a big deal or it's a side topic, friend. It is a big deal if you want your spirit to be driving. One of the reasons why fasting is so powerful is because essentially you're starving your flesh, man. You're starving the flesh and you're feeding the spirit. And Paul actually, Vlad, talks about this in Galatians 5.16. He says, walk by the spirit and you'll not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in, listen to what Paul says here, guys. They're in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. So the carnal nature, Paul says, is at war against the spirit of God, which means there's a war going on on the inside of me all the time. And if we yield to the carnal nature, we're opposing the spirit of God. So if we're gonna be believers that yield to the Holy Spirit, that yield to the power of God, we got to deal with our carnal nature. We got to make sure that this carnal nature does not operate through us, it's not moving through us, and that we literally starve it so that we can be submitted to the Holy Spirit. And that's one of the main things I think fasting does. We're gonna go into a lot more with this, but it's starving the carnal man, Romans 8, 7. The carnal nature, this is what Paul said, is at war, is hostile to God. It does not obey God's law and it never will. So Paul said, listen, no matter what you try to do, your carnal man is never going to obey the laws of God. So the flesh is opposing the Holy Spirit. It's warring against the spirit. The King James James says, it's an enemy against God. And the carnal man cannot be persuaded to do the will of God. And some of you are in this broadcast and you've been trying to convince your carnal man to serve God and your carnal man is not going to serve God because it's at war against God. So then then this is what we're going to talk about. What is the solution to this? The solution to this, how do we overcome this nonstop war? How do we overcome this battle? And the answer is by fasting. There's no other way around it. Fasting is the way to overcome. It's how Jesus did it. It's how Paul did it. And it's exactly how God expects us to do it. It's beating up the body. First Corinthians 9 25. Paul says, I beat my body up and I make my body a slave so that when I've preached to others, I myself am not disqualified from the prize. So Paul says, I beat it up and I make it my slave so that I'm not disqualified. And these are strong words, but you know, Vlad, this is how serious fasting is. I want all already our audience to realize how serious this issue is. Fasting makes my spirit the master and my body the slave. So instead of my spirit being the slave and my body the master, which is many of us, it changes the roles. And this is, you know, most people might think it's not a big deal. And friend, it is a big deal. We need to fast as believers. We need to have a fasted lifestyle. And I just think it's such a relevant topic, Vlad, to talk about tonight because many believers in the broadcast, you know, uh, whatever, several thousand people, they've never Mm -hmm. fasted before. Out of the 2,500 people on here, they've never fasted before. So it's so important that we fast. Yeah, yeah, so good. good. Isaiah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, very good. Okay, very good. No, Isaiah, I'm with you 100%. I think that, um, thank you for, letting me share on this. I'm not a, some kind of a fasting expert, not at all. Like every person I like to eat and like to eat a lot. Um, and so, but we do have to remember that the first temptation humanity had was with food. The mm. first temptation Jesus had was with food. The first temptation Israel had when they exited Egypt was with food. When they didn't have food, they started to complain and they started to whine. So God took him through fasting. The moment he took him out of wilderness, out of Egypt into wilderness, for three days without food and without water. So this was a this was actually a fast. God was preparing them to fast. Of course, they freaked out. They don't know what to do. They complained. And so because God took Jesus into fast, he took Israel into fast, he was taking Adam 
also into abstaining from eating something that he should have not been eating. And Jesus teaches us, he says that not when you fast, he's, he doesn't say if you fast, he says when you fast. It means he expects believers, people who follow him, and let me correct myself, he expects disciples say to it. fast. You know, believers, yes, if you're a believer, you don't have to fast. You can just eat and eat and eat. But if you are a disciple, part of what it means to be a disciple is to have a discipline in your life, is to have a devotion to Christ that leads to certain disciplines and certain denials in your life. And that many times is characterized by fasting. And so um, what I like to highlight fasting is pretty much it's spiritual discipline, it's abstaining from food for spiritual reasons. Mm. So this is not abstaining from food for losing weight. This is not diet. This is not starvation. This is not a hunger strike. This is not you cornering God in the corner and saying, no, your will says no, but I say yes. I won't let you go until you bless me kind of a thing. No, this is more you disciplining yourself. You abstaining from food for the purpose of pursuing God. Biblical fasting does not involve social media. It's nothing wrong with doing that. It does not involve, I'm going to turn off my TV. That's my fast. Nothing wrong with that, but that's not biblical fasting. I love the idea of Jacob taking the bowl of soup and trading it for the blessing. It's really what fasting is. You're taking what's physical, trading for what's spiritual. You're taking for what's visible and trading for what is not visible. You're taking for what's temporary and trading for what's eternal. And so that's what fasting is. And Esau was the other guy who took what's spiritual and gave it up for what's physical. So I always say there's two kinds of people. There is the Jacobs and then there is the Esau's. God is the God of Jacob. He is the generation. He associates himself with the generation of Jacob. What is that generation? It's the generation that takes the physical and leverages it for the spiritual. The wicked, profane generation is the generation that will give up the spiritual so they can have the physical. And so we have to understand we are a spirit. We live in a body and we have a soul. Our home is in heaven. Our citizenship is spiritual. Who we are, our God is a a spirit. When we begin to fast, we put our biology under our spirituality, under our theology. We dethrone King's stomach. We dethrone the flesh from the place of authority, from the place of being our Lord and our master, dictating every single move. And it results in so many amazing spiritual blessings. And I'm going to just mention uh, 10 uh, benefits of fasting. I'm going to go through them quickly. Number one is that fasting does not improve your spiritual worth. It improves your spiritual weight. Mm. It's very important that you understand we don't fast to get God love us more. We don't fast to get God accept us more. Fasting doesn't make us saved with an upgrade. Fasting doesn't improve our salvation. It doesn't improve my worth to God. It improves my weight in God. Now, interestingly, when you fast, you lose weight, physical, but you gain spiritual weight. Jesus went into a 40-day fast after the Father has approved of him and says, this is my son. And so I always tell people, never go into a fast to get God's approval. Go into a fast out of God's approval. Otherwise, you won't last in the fast. You will quit your fast. You will be discouraged by the fast. And you will turn a fast into something that only Calvary can be. The second principle of fasting and the benefit of fasting is, is fasting is a biblical way of humbling yourself. 
There's two kind of types of people. There's the people who get humbled by circumstances, life, or God, and there are people who choose to humble themselves. And biblical humility is always fasting. You see this all throughout the scripture where David and, and different prophets said, we humbled ourselves with fasting. You know, th these rallies where we do and, you know, we gather a nation to humble ourselves and everybody's with a big stomach who just ate a pizza. That's not biblical humbling. I'm not against those rallies. I'm not against those prayer meetings. But if your stomach did not go through a hunger, that's not humility according to that biblical um, emphasis of humility. The Bible talks about humility that causes a physical hunger. It causes brokenness to take place inside of you. And so that kind of humility, it attracts the favor of God. That kind of humility, it attracts the honor of God. And so I see that this is the only way that biblically we can humble ourselves. Um, Definitely, there's other ways that the fasting leads to, but fasting is one of the biggest ways that we humble ourselves before God. Number three is fasting has a domino effect that results in prayer life, in purity life, and in the pursuit after God. The Bible says, humble yourself. If my people humble themselves under mighty hand, it says after that, and they pray, and they seek my face, and they turn away from their wicked ways. It's interesting. It doesn't say if my people first turn away from their wicked ways. It doesn't say if my people first pray. It doesn't say if my people first seek my face. First, humble yourself. Why? Because fasting, humility, has a domino effect. It pushes, creates, stirs, creates a catalyst for prayer, purity, and pursuit of God. Like, the moment you go into a week of fasting, you can't watch TV shows again. You can't do what typically you did. There's something that begins to happen. For people who have a hard time breaking habits in their life, I encourage you to create a time of hungering physically so that God can use that to break certain habits and patterns in your life. And so that there's a passion, there's a pursuit, and there's a prayer and purity. It will always result in spiritual and moral purity when you begin to fast. And people who say, no, I'm going to first you know, do those things and then I'm going to fast. It's the other way around. Humility is fasting and fasting is humility and that has a domino effect. Number three is fasting restores our hunger for God. Fasting, what it does is it puts your appetites under the control of God's word. And when your appetites are under the control of God's word, then the appetite for God begins to get quickened. A lot of times the key to spiritual hunger, this may sound crazy, is actually physical hunger. It's when you go through a period of time where you're physically hungry, it stirs. Now at first you go from hungry to hangry, you get a little bit moody, you get a little bit cranky, the toxins are coming out, you're, you might have a little headache because you know of the caffeine and other things. But then that comes that switch, you break through the turbulence of that, of that shaking, and you go to that 10,000, 20,000 feet, the 30,000 feet where the, the cruise is smooth. You don't even feel that you are in fasting no more because your mind is sharp. The sensitivity to God is sharp. Your spirit is, it's not that God becomes closer. It's that you become aware of how close he's always been. And that awareness creates an appetite for God because you know, hunger for God comes from eating things of God. It doesn't come from not eating things of God. You don't become hungry because you don't watch sermons. 
You become hungry because you watch sermons, you read the word, you pray, you watch the live streams, you join things on somebody's Facebook and YouTube, you feed yourself and then your hunger grows. And so I've noticed that in my life, and I know that many people who walk in hunger for God, they, the key is fasting. If you want to last, you got to fast. If you want to last in your hunger for God, people always say, oh, I burn out. I, I lose my passion. Get it back through fasting. Make fasting a habit. Not only a response to crisis, some problem, somebody broke your heart, you know, financial calamity or demons are attacking you. Make it as natural and as regular as you make your prayer, as you make your tithing and as you make your giving. Make it habitual. Then passion for Jesus will be normal and routine. Revival won't be an event that you have to go to. It will be a lifestyle that you will live in. So good. Number I want to interrupt six. you really quick, Pastor Vlad, before you go into number six. I think one, and I know they're going to switch your mic here too, but I know one of the main reasons why every single person watching, there's over 3,000 of you on here now, need to fast or should fast is because Jesus fasted. I know people were asking earlier, where did Jesus fast? Jesus, the Bible says in Matthew 4, fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And as believers, I love what you're saying, Vlad. This is our model. Our model is do what Jesus did. It's not what would Jesus do. It's doing what Jesus did. Why we heal the sick is because Jesus did. Why we cast out demons is because Jesus did. Why we preach is because Jesus did. Why we disciple. Why we're moved by compassion. So we don't need a confirmation to do what Jesus did. If it was good enough for Jesus, if fasting was good enough for Jesus, then it's good enough for you and I. And we won't survive. What you just said was, we're not going to survive if we don't fast. And this is what I love where Paul correlates beating down your body, Paul says, so that uh -huh. I'm not disqualified from running the race. So Paul said, there's a lot of guys that are being disqualified, that are preaching the gospel, but they're burning mm -hmm. out. They're burning out in the faith. They're losing their faith. They're in, they end up cheating on their wife. They end up sleeping around. They yeah. end up in sexual immorality. And Paul said, I'm doing this, beating my body up so that I survive for the long haul, so that my, my flesh is crucified. And so mm -hmm. that I don't have to give in the, the temptations and the desires. And so if you look at Jesus, two very important things I just want to point out here, and then I'm, I'm going to turn you back loose here. I think they've already got your mic fixed. Two very important things in the life of Jesus that happened right before he started his ministry. Number one was he received the Holy Spirit. And then the yeah. second thing was he fasted for 40 days. So before Jesus launches his ministry, he gets mm -hmm. full of the Holy Spirit, and then he fasts for 40 days, and then goes into direct confrontation with Satan, and then comes yeah. out victorious. So this is clear. Yeah. Fasting is essential if you want to be victorious over Satan. Jesus mm. didn't say if, he said when. And so we mm -hmm. need to have an, a, a mindset, even mm. tonight as we're taking notes, as we're writing down, as mm. we're listening to Vlad, we need to have this mindset that God is speaking Good. to me tonight, and God is yes. calling me if I want to be yes. a long haul believer. And this is something we've been teaching our audience is we don't want to create a bunch of people that are on fire for two years. We don't want to create yeah. a bunch of people that are on fire for five years. I don't want to be on yeah. fire for seven years or 10 years. Uh -huh or 15 years for all those people that said, Come you're going to burn out. Boy. You're going to get weary friend. If you live a life of fasting, this will help you maintain. Paul said the long haul of the race and not be disqualified. Mm -hmm. You are running a lifestyle race. And Paul mm -hmm. said, many people get disqualified because they're not beating up their body. I think you're on yeah, number yeah. six, but just to touch on, I love what you said. I just wanted to reemphasize that, that this so is your good. calling to overcome the enemy and to go for the long haul when it comes to Christianity. So good. And, I, and I'll add to that, the fasting number five defeats the flesh. It's mm. a preparation for temptation. And what Isaiah just, just highlighted that, 
you know, if you really want to, because, you know, we have the devil as our enemy, we have the world as our enemy, and we have the flesh as our enemy, and you can't cast out the flesh, and you can't, of course, crucify the devil. And so we have to, after we, cru after we cast out demons, we have to begin to, a lot of people, the problem is, is that the moment they get delivered, they feel like that they are now invincible, and they are completely now in the place where they no longer need to fast pray. They embrace greasy grace, where pretty much allows them to do whatever they want. It gives them an excuse to stay in sin instead of to discipline their body. And a lot of even teaching were like, well, I have everything in Christ 100%. Israel had the promised land long time ago before they possessed it, but they had to push away the enemies from the promised land. They had to fight. And so one of the things that the way we fight is that we discipline our flesh. Fasting, what it does is that it defeats the flesh. There's no other way you can defeat the flesh than to deny yourself. And it's a preparation for temptation. People who say, man, but I, I struggle with pornography. And so I ask him, you know, are you willing to go in and to discipline your flesh, flesh to that degree that it will feel like you're cutting off your hand? And I'm like, they're looking at me like with these like eyeballs. They're like, no, just pray for me so I can be delivered. I said, well, we're going to a fast tomorrow for three days. Why don't you join me and, and join us with fast? He's a fast. No, I want you to deliver me. I said, well, the problem is the demon is not the only problem. Your problem is also flesh. And the flesh cannot be cast out. The flesh has to be crucified. And the, one of the best ways to do that is to deprive it from what it needs for the purposes of God. Number six, fasting promotes self-denial which goes contrary to a culture that promotes self-discovery. Fasting breaks your mold, world's mold over your life because everything the world is, is about self. It's self-esteem, it's self-development, it's self-care. Everything is about self. And a lot of those things, they're not bad in themselves. But for a Christian to become obsessed with self, it goes contrary to the Christianity. And so believers, it's okay if you're a baby Christian and you have a pacifier and diapers and you just got saved and you're learning this honestly, no guilt and condemnation. Keep growing in Christ. But there's going to be a time in your life where you're going to have to throw away the pacifier. You're going to have to remove the diapers and put on the breastplate. And you're going to have to not just go in, discover yourself, but you're going to have to go and learn to deny yourself. And the Lord will transition you from being a believer to being a disciple. And because a believer goes to the cross and is amazed at the beauty of Jesus, a disciple gets on the cross and is amazed at the broken world that God called them to reach. And fasting ushers us, transitions us from self-discovery to self-denial. Number seven, and this is a huge one, Isaiah, for me, and I've discovered this honestly recently, is that fasting exposes unhealthy relationship we have with food, where we use food to medicate negative emotions and fasting happens during fasting we're forced to find new comfort the comforter for our toxic emotions for a lot of people food is no longer a source for nourishment it is their medicine not physical medicine it is their emotional medicine they eat when they're bored they eat when they're hurt and so fasting pretty much exposes a toxic idolatry that we made food to become. And we have to now create, find a new comfort, a source for our comfort, who is the comforter, the Holy Spirit. But before the Holy Spirit didn't have to be a comforter because all you had to do is just order some McDonald's. All you had to do is just order some pizza and you stuff yourself. And this comfort that food serves Food was never given to us for comfort. It was always given to us for strength. 
The moment food becomes a source of comfort, it will make you obese and overweight, which will bring sickness, lowers your self-esteem. Afterwards, you feel worse about yourself. You don't, you're not motivated no more. And it creates this cycle, constant cycle. Fasting exposes all of that ugliness. It puts that idol right in front of you and you have a choice. Do I bring it to the feet of Jesus? Do I draw to the Holy Spirit and have Him rewire my path of seeking comfort in my negative emotions? Or do I keep doing what I've been doing and thus living a life that's not sanctified. Number eight, fasting has physical benefits. You know, I have a dog and my dog, when my dog gets sick, what he does is he stops eating for three days. Now, I've never taught him on fasting, Isaiah. Um, he, he's listened to, yeah, I've taught him how to drink coffee, but not, not fasting. <laughs> so, and we know when dog is not eating for a few days, we know that he is actually sick. And one of the ways he gets cured is we don't have a medical insurance for him, even though my wife is telling us we need to get him insurance. I was like, there's no way that creature is getting insurance. And so, but the way his body is programmed is that he stops eating for about three days. And after three days, he gets cured. Now, this is crazy. Animals, this is common thing among animals where animals through hunger gets, get cured. There's a documentary, an Amazon video I watched a long time ago called The Science of Fasting. It's not a Christian documentary. Um, I watched it during one fast just to kind of boost myself uh, in the area of fasting where they took scientists from different parts of the world who take sick patients, including people with cancers. Now, these are scientists, doctors. I'm not saying this is the fix for every sickness. According to them, they have seen, this study has been done for, I don't know, about seven or 10 years, over 10,000 cases in these three different clinics where they watch and oversee 21 day water fasts of people who are not Christians. They go in there, they lost hope completely. And they, did not have, they don't have any more cure from the traditional medicine. They go in there and for 21 days, they do not eat, they just drink water. The doctors watch over all their vitals and they've seen cancers, mental disorders, and all kinds of other stuff that were medically incurable become cured and they have medical reports to prove. And these doctors, and now it's pretty common, you can look, look on YouTube, different scientists, different doctors, different athletes, talking about how intermittent fasting, how prolonged fasting with the supervision of your doctors, how it can actually bring physical results. I've read this thing where it says fasting, for as little as three days can regenerate the entire immune system. Even in the elderly, scientists have found a breakthrough described as remarkable. Although fasting diets have been criticized by nutritionists for being unhealthy, new research suggests starving the body kickstarts stem cells into producing new white blood cells, which fights off infection. In 2003, a mouse study overseen by Mark Madison ahead of National Institute of Aging Neuroscience Laboratory, mice that fasted regularly were healthier by some measures than mice, than mice that were subjected to continuous calorie restriction. They had lower levels of insulin and glucosin in their blood, for example, which signified increased sensitivity to insulin and reduced risk of diabetes. Pretty much what they were saying is that studying mice, when mice were deprived of food for a short period of time, they've seen increase in their health. Now, guys, God, it's, there's no, there's a reason why every religion, not just Christianity, has people fasting. These people were not necessarily scientists or into healing, but there is healing benefits to your body for fasting. We don't fast 
for physical benefits. We fast for spiritual reasons, but the benefits of fasting will always, you will see, not only in your spirit, you will see in your physical health. I've seen this in my own health as well, because your blood now has ability and time to go and repair other organs because it doesn't have to constantly process and digest the food. Toxins are being removed and flushed out. I heard one preacher said, I think it was Miles Monroe, he said that people who fast regularly live longer, 10 years than people who don't fast regularly. You look younger, you feel stronger. And so it's very important that we live a life of fasting. Number nine, and I'm gonna wrap this up. Fasting helps to build a resilient mind. Most of fasting is not physical, it's mental. That's why the Bible says Jesus fasted for 40 days and after that he was hungry. You know, I never, under, Isaiah, I never understood that verse. How could he be hungry after 40 days? Like how come he wasn't hungry during the 40 days until I fasted 40 days? And after about fourth day, I did not feel any hunger. Now, and the reason why, and I wanna highlight something, do not go into a 40 days unless you're led by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has to lead you. You have to feel strong impression because every man in the Bible, and we see three, uh, we see Elijah, we see Moses, and we see Jesus went into 40 day fast. But the interesting part, Isaiah, all three of them were on the Mount of Transfiguration. And so, and I don't know what the, <laughs> the revelation or insight from that, this was just a cool, um, cool, cool fact, but they were all led Moses was invited to the mountain. Elijah was fed by angels before he was sent for 40-day walk uh, on that food. And Jesus was driven by the Spirit. And so in my case, I wasn't planning to do a 40-day fast. I had a thought and a dream one day uh, in my life to do a 40-day fast. And so we were doing a 21-day fast. And mind you, the last time I fasted, attempted to do 21-day fast was 10 years ago. And I failed. Well, I quit at the age uh, day 18th because I start fainting a lot and um, but a lot of it wasn't physical for me uh, my mind was very weak and fasting exposes that to me and so during this fast when I had there was no hunger per se as much as there was hunger in the head not in the body for example I still traveled to Ukraine in the middle so this was 20th, 20th day of fasting I went to Ukraine to preach which is for those of you who travel overseas, 10 hour flights, um, change of time, it's extremely exhausting. And the hardest part wasn't the flight, it was the fact that somebody who invited us there paid for our first uh, class tickets. I flew first class first time in my life. I got, I got this powerful revelation. You can be in the same airplane, going to the same destination and have a total different experience based on what you're willing to pay. <laughs> Come on, tell friends right there. Anyway, and so the hardest part about this fast was the fact that my beautiful wife was receiving this beautiful food, wonderful food in the first class seats, you know, 10 hour flight. I wasn't hungry, but in my head, the battle was intense because it's mental. A lot of the fasting is mental. And, you know, I preached there. Some people tried to talk me out of it and say, no, you should stop. You know, you're here. This is your first time in Ukraine preaching. Come on, this is a big deal. This is first time in 20 years. You know, you should end it. And I really told them, I said, hey, this is my business with God. Don't stick your nose with all the respect. Don't stick your nose into my business. This is between me and God. And I need to finish the fast. 
and this trip is not going to stop that. And so I, I preached even for David uh, Diga during the fast and other things. And so was the temptation there? Yes, but not physical. Fasting is more mental than physical. Most people who start fasting and quit, it's not because they're super hungry and because they are starving. It's because they're mentally extremely weak, which also shows up in a lot of other areas of their life. They're usually double-minded, tossed to and fro by the wind. They start many things in life and never finish them. Jesus is the author and the finisher of faith in their life. They're the starter of their faith and the quitter of their faith. And what fasting allows is to break the cycle of starting and quitting, starting and quitting. Because then when you go to the end, something happens. Yes, God's word renews our mind, but obedience to God's word creates a resilient mind. Not only your emotions, certain things are exposed, but even the weakness in your mind where you look at that, you look at, you know, because this is what happens during fasting. The moment you declare a fast, your coworkers decide to take you out to eat. Somebody has a birthday party. There is some kind of a conference. Somebody's offering you something and they never offer those things at all before. Opportunities come up to you. And so, and people said, oh my gosh, God is blessing me. God is giving me opportunities. No, God is testing you. Come on. This is a test for your mind. This is not a blessing. Always differentiate blessing from a test. And if you keep treating every test as a blessing, you will never take another level in God. You have to finish what God tells you to start. And that builds certain thing in your mind where you become resilient, renewed mind and resilient mind. I remember my wife, you know, she, she asked me because it, it got to the point where physically I was a little bit tired. And so um, uh, not necessarily that I was hungry, but just, just emotionally, emotionally and physically, my energy, my height, you know, typically I'm loud, it wasn't there. And so, and she said, hey, you know, how, how you feel? And, and I told her this, and this may come off as a shock, but I really felt the Holy Spirit give me the grace to finish the fast, so that's why I said that. I said, I would rather die and be buried than to quit this fast before the 40 days. And I said, there is nothing that's gonna stop that. I really feel that as Jesus laid a foundation for his ministry, I have to lay a foundation for my ministry in humbling myself before God and I have to go far because I've been too familiar with my routine. Moses went far into wilderness and that's when he encountered the fire. I have to go further than what I'm used to, you know. And so, and God, by the grace of God, he gave me that grace, he gave me that strength and I was able to complete that fast. And what I've learned is this, when Jesus came out of the fast, the scripture says he came out in the power. See, a lot of us, Isaiah, we flow with gifts instead of overflow with power. There's a difference. Gift, you know, you don't need to go through crushing to operate in your gift. Grape, I, I used the sermon last Sunday, is that, you know, uh, God wants to take the grapes and turn them into wine, but there's only one way that could happen is if you crush the grapes. And so you can operate in your gift by learning how to operate your gift, to learning your connections, learning how to connect with the crowd, reading books, taking TED Talks and, and going to college and you know how to move things, but you cannot cast out demons with your gifts. You cannot heal the sick with your gifts. You cannot break things in the spiritual realm with your gifts. Your gift has a ceiling. The power on the other hand, it breaks through stuff. That's why sometimes people come up, they're like, man, 
um, the music is not right. My, my gift cannot operate because the atmosphere is not right. See, you're still operating in your gift. Jesus didn't have a music behind the scenes. Jesus did not have drums drumming him up. There was no perfect lighting, perfect microphone. No, Jesus had a crowd, demon-possessed people, and the power was moving. You know, a semi-truck on the highway does not need the perfect environment to go through stuff. You stand in front of him, you're going to be moved very quickly. Why? Because of the power that is there. And so fasting helps me to build a resilient mind. And the last one is fasting moves me from my current work to my called work. The uh, Bible says in book of Acts that uh, Apostle Paul and Barnabas, they were fasting and ministering to the Lord. And then it says, the Lord, the Spirit of God says, separate Paul to me now for the work I've called them. That means the work Paul was doing currently was a good work. It wasn't his called work. And during fasting, God separated from what he was doing to what he was always called to do. And I'm so glad Paul went into history not doing what he was always doing. God completely changed his strategy, changed his approach, changed his P.O. box, changed his phone number, changed everything. And so I really believe as you go into a fast, something will begin to happen. There are things you're doing. There are things you're called to do. There's things you've been prophesied to do that you cannot do on your own. God begins to open the door. I mean, honestly, even for me, Isaiah, this whole streaming thing, you know, like I started to do it last year, certain things uh, online and, you know, online school and giving up online content and everything. And then I, I streamed for a little bit. I kind of got discouraged because nobody was tuning in. And then I was not consistent. I didn't apply myself. I was doing all of it by myself. So sometimes I would stream and the camera would turn off, the microphone would turn off. And I would get so embarrassed, so discouraged. The Ethernet cable wasn't connected. And, and honestly, I, I'll be honest, I just gave that up. I knew that online is not only the future online is the present it's where the people are at and right after the fast i mean honestly i think it's not a coincidence that even you came in and you kind of pretty much slapped certain things out of, out of me and stuff and so and i feel like god is gonna bring me into a new season of ministry as well ministering to people and so um so but that's kind of my in the nutshell a uh, little bit more on the 40-day fast for those people who are planning to do it i would highly encourage you that you um you tell somebody, your spouse, your pastor, who can kind of keep a watch on you and keep you accountable. Um, not the whole world, not Facebook, but just some, some people who can kind of keep, uh, keep you strong. I will also encourage you to drink coconut water. Uh, one of the reasons coconut water sometimes has little electrolytes and kind of could help you to uh, get, uh, get uh, through that. And how you enter into that fast, honestly, it's the same way how you enter into pretty much any fast. I did not do anything different that I did that I would do for a normal three-day fast. Um, the biggest challenge, though, is to be mentally anchored um, in God's Word and to mm. stick with the decision. What helped me was this, is during the time of 40-day fast, I did not listen to preachers who don't fast. Come on, come on. I had to stop Say listening it. completely to anybody who doesn't fast. And I had to, honestly, I read two books on martyrs. <laughs> they helped me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you read on, read on martyrs, you're like, oh my God, you know, whatever I'm doing, I want to do a 90-day 90, 90 fast. I want to yeah, die for Jesus, absolutely. you know, I want to suffer and stuff. I listen, I would listen to things like Isaiah, I would listen to things that, uh, to, to preachers that are walking, that could burn that flame inside of you, keep mm. that burning. Because if you're listening to a guy who talks about tacos and talks about, you <laughs> know, on. eating out and Couple all of this stuff, who does not practice fasting, who only teaches about, oh, you don't need to do that. You already have all of it in Christ and you just need to believe and confess, name it, claim it, blah, blah. 
it, grab it, confess it, possess it. That's all you need. If you listen to that, you will get poisoned in your mind and then you will never finish your fast and you'll live with disappointment. And so another uh, component to it is the 40-day fast. Number 40 is a number of cleansing. During a 40-day fast, you might go into it to get power, but God has a goal for your fast and He will take you through that. Oh, we just lost him. All right, we're going to get him back here. Pastor Vlad, if you can, jump back in. For some reason, we completely lost you. The signal went dark. Let me switch it here, guys. Give us one second. Stay with us, guys. All part of technical difficulties. We're going to get this fixed. Give me one second here. Let's get this fixed. Okay, we're going to get him fixed, guys. We're going to get him back on. The devil is a liar. His screen just went black. I don't know why. Maybe a camera died or something. But we'll get him back on here in a second. When he gets back on, we'll keep going. I love what he said, guys, because one of the things, and I'm just going to keep rolling with it until he gets back on here, but one of the things fasting does to your natural body. There he goes. Okay, he's back. He's back. There we go. Your camera went dark there. But we're just going to keep rolling here, guys. I love what you said, Pastor Vlad, because one of the things that fasting does to your natural body, what you said was it removes toxins and impurities. Because you're not eating, your body literally starts, and this is why fasting has become so popular right now, is your body starts looking for food and starts eating away stored toxins and things that have been stored up, like junk food, that gets stored wow. up in the fat, in the body. Because you're fasting, your body starts eating away the poison, eating away the toxins. So this is why the world fasts. Now understand, fasting does the same thing to you spiritually. When oh, you begin so to fast, God begins to clean out, clear mm -hmm. out all the toxins that have come in through movies, mm. through music, through culture, through what you've done, through where you've been, through what you've been around, exposing through religion. Stuff. Yeah, God starts exposing and cleaning out. And this come is on. why I think it's so essential as many of you begin to fast, as Pastor Vlad said, mm -hmm. don't just try to do a 40 day. You gotta be led by the spirit. Yeah. As you begin yeah. to do these fasts, and I think all of us should be fasting. So I don't ever wanna talk you out of this, you need to also be praying, also be yes. reading the Bible. Reading the if you're word. not doing this, you're just dieting. Mm -hmm. So we need yes. to, and this is really, yes. I think what you've been saying, Vlad, is it's really about how far are you willing to go for God? This is not, yeah. listen, fasting is not a prerequisite to being saved. You could not no. fast and go to heaven, which we had over 300 questions come in. We're going to go over some of them in a little bit here, but you mm -hmm. can still not fast and go to heaven, but we're not, yeah. as a believers, we're not trying to see how little we can do and still go to heaven. We're trying to go to that next level in God. We're trying to go deep in the things of God. So you can't be one of these believers. If that's how you are, this is not for you. This is for those that say, I want to be on the front lines. I want to be a special force. I want to be a golden vessel, as Paul said. I want to be used specially for the purposes of God because if you don't go into it with that mindset, you're going to look at all your other Christian friends that just go to church on Sunday and do nothing for God and say, well, none of them fast. All of them are talking me out of it. You got to be around people that are on fire and people that are going to encourage you to fast because fasting is a way that you can start cleansing your spiritual life. God will start removing the toxins. And one of the things that happens during fasting, and I, I, don't, I hardly eat as it is, but, but even when I'm fasting, is your stomach's going to growl all the time. Oftentimes this is embarrassing because, and this is the thing, my stomach's always growling, but people around you can hear it. But what about, and this is what I hear the Holy Spirit saying, what about when your spiritual stomach growls? Oftentimes when our spiritual stomach growls, we ignore the growling of our spiritual stomach. So many of us, our spiritual stomach has been growling for years. It's been crying out saying, feed me, feed me prayer, feed me the word of God, go on a fast, feed me something spiritual. 
spiritual. And I hear the Lord saying tonight, it's time to stop ignoring the spiritual growl of your stomach and start feeding your spirit, man, the things of God. God is looking for some people tonight that say, Isaiah, Vlad, I'm going to take this thing serious. Listen, Pastor Vlad did 40 days. Now, hold on. I'm just going to say this. I can't even wrap my head. I'm uh, listen, I'm 130 pounds, okay? I can't even wrap my head around not eating. We're talking about not eating food for 40 days, just drinking water. And I'm gonna say something Pastor Vlad won't say. Well, he'll probably say this too. If he can do it, friend, we can do this. If he can fast for 40 days, I promise you won't die in three days, okay? I promise you won't die in five days. If he can do it 40, now we're not saying you need to do 40 because he did it. What we're saying is if he did it for 40, you can do it for five or for six or for seven and in fact, one of the things why I believe fasting is so powerful is you're, you're just consciously choosing, I'm going to engage in the spiritual realm more than the carnal realm. And also fasting provides God's protection in our lives. In Ezra chapter eight, Ezra is preparing literally to lead an army of people, the Jewish people out of Babylonian captivity. And he's going to bring them out of Babylonian captivity into Jerusalem. But the problem is, Vlad, they have a long journey ahead of them. They're on this journey and there's enemies on the land. There's enemies on the route. And he knows I'm going on a journey with my wives, with my kids, with all these vessels from the temple. And I'm going to get attacked on the journey, just like many of you are on a journey tonight. And you're saying, why do I keep getting attacked? And so he's in desperate need for God's protection. But watch what happens here. Ezra has two options. He could either go to the emperor of Persia and ask for a band of soldiers and horsemen to accompany him, or he can do the spiritual conclusion and he can trust in God. And the Bible says he trusted in God because in Ezra chapter eight, verse 21, watch what the Bible says. The Bible says, I proclaimed a fast. So the first thing he does, he says, we're going to proclaim a fast so that we might humble ourselves, which is what Vlad just talked about before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children and watch this with all of our possessions. And then he says this, I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen because we told the king, watch this, the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against those that forsake him. So the Bible says, and this is what Ezra said. Now, some of you don't even know who Ezra is because you don't read the Bible. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this and God answered our prayer. Are you guys catching this? Ezra said, I wanted to ask the king, but I was embarrassed because I've been telling all my friends and family, God is powerful. God's going to open the door. God's going to see me through. God's going to deliver me. God's going to save my family. God's going to save my kids. So I chose instead of going the worldly route to gain wealth, the worldly route to gain influence, I went God's way and God offered me divine protection. I speak over someone tonight. God is offering you divine mm. protection. Fasting yeah. brings, watch this now, mm. divine protection, mm -hmm. not only over us, but watch this over our families. Ezra said, I'm going to fast so that God protects my children on the journey. Why? Because yes. I already know the devil wants to attack my kids. Yes. I already yes, know he yes. wants to attack our family. So I'm going to fast for my children. I'm going to fast for my marriage. I'm going to fast for my business. Ezra said, we fasted and we humbled ourselves. Now, one thing I'm going to say, <laughs> I I've had this happen in my own life. As you begin to fast, God is going to break down your pride. You are going oh, to yeah. have to. You cannot be arrogant and fast at the same time. Literally, fasting breaks down your pride yeah. because you realize how weak, this is revelation for some of you, you really mm -hmm. are. You realize how weak you really are without food and mm -hmm. without the pleasures of this world. And this is why yeah. Paul said, I beat my body up. It really mm -hmm. is beat down on your body when yeah, you're fasting. That, you know, Go honestly, uh, Isaiah, 
the the part about protection you know I, but i think a lot of people have learned and maybe maybe you're tuning in right now and you're you're brand new at this and one of the biblical ways when you don't have the connections you don't have the finances you you you, you there's nothing else you can come do come on come on is through fasting is what what he just mentioned is is handling calamities of life the problems of life Ezra did that Esther did that even though she had political connections i mean she could literally speed dial any any politician in the kingdom she decided to fast i mean did this girl i mean she she didn't just have you know 8 million youtube followers or or 10 million people on instagram i mean she was the she was the girl everybody knew her she's the most you know the queen and yet she fasted so maybe some of you are like well i'm a businessman well i'm a you know i'm an influencer uh, well, th that's your position in the world. Your position in the spiritual world has Come to on. be you're a person of intimacy and you have to learn to also fast. Esther fasted. Fasted. You can fast as well. But maybe you are there right now where you no longer have a problem. You still have a purpose. Mm. You, you don't, in the New Testament, Isaiah, I actually don't see one time where somebody fasted because they had an immediate problem. Wow. Jesus did not fast because his mama was sick. Apostle Paul wasn't fasting because somebody in his family had a diagnosis. We don't see Hannah fasting day and night in the temple because, you know, her, she was looking for a husband. We see people fasting in the New Testament because of their purpose. And I felt like even, you know, going into this fast, I don't have an immediate need in my life. God has really blessed me. We have an amazing ministry, have an amazing marriage. And so physically I am healthy. And so, but God says, I don't want you. He said, my son did not fast because he had a problem. He says, it's time to graduate. Graduate from on. living your life constantly pursuing God because something is chasing you. He says, when I delivered you, now I delivered you so you can finally pursue me without restrictions. But instead, you parked yourself beside your theological beliefs and you lost your passion. And so I really want you to be more passionate for God after you are free than when you were in bondage. And so Jesus pursued, you know, if you remember Cornelius, Cornelius was, he didn't have a problem in his finances he was wealthy he was influential but Cornelius did three things he prayed he gave and he fasted and he was a heathen he was a heathen he was not even a believer in God prayed fasted and gave and it's interesting God's angel comes in he does not know Peter's YouTube he does not have a number to Peter God supernaturally connects him to the person who can take him to the next level in God at the same time Peter guess what Peter is doing Peter is not eating because he feels hungry, his stomach is growling. He is praying right now and God connects Peter to Cornelius and opens a brand new facet of Christianity, which is like you and I, Gentiles and stuff. At the time it was just the Jewish folk. Now it's the Gentiles were open. How did this connection came? Two people were fasting. That guy was fasting and this person was fasting. I really believe if you fast, not only because you have a problem, but because you have a purpose, God will open divine supernatural connections where people will find you where God will open doors for you, where other people constantly knock on those doors. God will send people your way. They will email you. They will find you because God will create divine connections through that fast. But one more thing that's important. Maybe you are right now, not only in the, you don't have a problem, perhaps you feel not motivated by your purpose, but you have that spiritual attack in your life. Mm. I really want, maybe you have a demonic attack in your life. And I'm not saying that fasting is going to remove a demon because fasting doesn't remove demons. Fasting breaks the flesh. Come but on. fasting can move you to a place where your desperation catches the attention of God. Fasting can move you to a place where you become so desperate and 
Fasting many times becomes an expression of that desperation where God can use that to connect you to the person who can bring deliverance in your life. It's kind of how it happened with the pornography. I got so sick and tired of being addicted to pornography when I was a teenager. And I remember this was the first time. Nobody told me to do it. I didn't hear a preaching. But it was that time I got the realization I have a demon. I have a demon. I don't know whether he was living inside of me, outside of me, attached to me. I did not know and I honestly did not care. I just wanted to be free. I cared. When you're addicted, when you're bound to something, you care very little about how theologically you sound. You want to be free. Right. And free indeed. And so I remember it like yesterday. I went on a seven-day fast, water only. It was the easiest fast because I was so desperate. And it was during that fast. You know, through some prayers of people praying for me, my pastor and others, renouncing and everything, something left me, something changed in me. And ever since then, that area of my life that's been under control of demons, once a month, no matter how hard I tried, I would fall into pornography. God broke that. And I really believe the fasting helped to set me up for my deliverance. So good. I want to talk about too, you just touched on it, fasting when you don't know what else to do. And in 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat mm. did a similar thing to what Ezra did. The Bible says men came to him. Basically, they said there's a massive army coming and the Bible says that Jehoshaphat was alarmed, didn't know what to do because there's this massive army coming. I'm outnumbered and the Bible says he called for a fast. But I want you to notice what 2 Chronicles 20 um, verse, I'm sorry, Second Chronicles 20, verse 12 says, watch what it says. He said, oh, our God. Now, this is the last sentence of Jehoshaphat's prayer after the fast. He said, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power. So there we go, breaking the pride mm -hmm. to face this mm -hmm. army that's attacking us. That's we don't know what to do, but our eyes mm -hmm. are upon you. He says, listen, I have no power. We don't know what to do in life. And this is the essence of the Christian life saying, Lord, I'm helpless without you. And this is Vlad, how I live my life. Literally before my broadcast, it's, it's like a religious I thing I do. I say, Lord, I can't preach without you. I can't wow. prophesy without you. I can't stream without you. I can't do, nothing I do is done without you. I can't be a good husband. I can't be a good father. I can't run business. Oh. I literally am a beggar. And that's why the Bible says God oh. is looking for those that are beggars in spirit. That word poor in spirit means a beggar. A beggar Come relies on. on a third person to be able yes. to survive. Like if you don't give me a handout, mm -hmm. the beggar says I starve and die. So wow. God is looking for people not to be beggars, but to have this mindset that Lord, if you don't show up in my life, yeah. I can't go on another moment. This is fasting. Yes. Fasting says, I don't have the answers. I don't know what to do. Yes. The situation isn't changing. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to fast. If Listen, if you're in here, let me just preach to you. If you feel like you're up against the impossible, try fasting. If you feel like your oh, prayers have not God. been heard, try fasting. If you feel Come like on. you're facing destruction or calamity, try fasting. Come on, I'm reading Come the on. chat. Come if you need on. help Come in on. your marriage, try fasting. If you've been praying that God would open a door, try fasting. Fasting yes, invites the divine intervention of God yes. and it invites him to move. You say, Lord, mm -hmm. I want you to move. I need you to move. Mm -hmm. I need your yes. power. Also, I want to say this mm -hmm. it gives you supernatural power in deliverance come on type one if you're a yeah, demon yeah, yeah. slayer type one if you're in here and you're like well i already know you are because you watch me and that's most of what we talk about but you're like i want to drive out demons better now i don't like having to wrestle around with demons for hours okay and there's times where that's oh. necessary and vlad just typed one on. i saw on his youtube there it's necessary at times to wrestle demons and spend hours but yeah, yeah. understand stubborn demons you're able to break their power with the power of prayer and fasting, most of the time, you're going to see fasting in scripture. You're going to see 
prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. I want to yeah. add that, Isaiah, about, about uh, adding prayer to it as well. I really think that fasting has to lead to prayer. Otherwise, mm. it's just a diet. Like you, you mentioned, that it has to lead to a deeper time of prayer. And eating has to be replaced with reading. So if it's instead good. of eating, you just start reading. So, so you don't good. just do, you just you don't just use fasting. Oh, now I have more time to do what I want. No, no, no. You take still that time where you would typically eat and now you read the word and then you take time to begin to pray. So we honestly, during the fast, things started to shift in our church as well. We, we reopened all night prayer meetings. Come on. And so on Fridays, we're from 10 o'clock, you know, and, and uh, Friday night, there's something about things that are happening in the world where people are, you know, committing a lot of sins. A lot of people get introduced to drugs for the first time. A lot of girls lose their virginity. A lot of guys, you know, would, would participate in acts that are, that honestly are shameful. And uh, shootings can happen. You know, a lot of abuse can happen in the city. Witchcraft, a lot of times, especially after midnight. And so we really felt like, this is where God is calling the church. Instead of us having a Friday night to ourselves, we bench watch on things and then, you know, we get invite demons into our life for torments. We need to now go and begin to dedicate. And so people start rallying around. Ever since this year, when we, when we announced the fast, God started to bring that back. Honestly, like even certain toxins in my own life that I accepted as part of just being, you know, living in America, part wow. of relaxing, but not resting numbing myself instead of being nurtured by the Word of God, you know, and you start medicating yourself. You, you're realizing idols of alcoholism, idol of entertainment, idol of, you know, bench watching, idol of being harsh with your spouse, the idol of, you know, sleeping too much and everything. And even the food. I mean, honestly, guys, can, can we be honest? In America, most of us are not going to die because of lack of food. We're going to die because we ate too much. We're going to have diseases because we ate too much. And so if you really want to live a holy and a godly life and you want to live a healthy life, you're going to have to learn to put your appetites under and begin to press into God and go hard of the God. So good. And this is what Jesus said when they said, basically, why can't we cast out the stubborn demon, this demon in the kid? Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, this type of spirit. Now I know, listen, Vlad, you know, as I know, we've interpreted that a million ways. If you go back to the original text, what they were asking Jesus about the spirit, Jesus said, this type of spirit, not this type of, you know, I've heard like a bunch of reasons why people say, that's not yeah, talking about, about deliverance. Faith, you know, yeah, it it's not. It literally says this type of spirit only comes mm -hmm. out by prayer and fasting. So write this down. Prayer and fasting is the one-two punch to Satan's kingdom. This is your one-two combo punch against the enemy's kingdom. If you oh, want to oh, have power and deliverance, like I do, I want, listen, I want to go in deliverance, tell the demon to leave and the demon leaves. I'm, I don't on. even like dealing with stubborn demons. Nobody does. Nobody likes mm -hmm. long deliverances. And so Jesus says, you guys don't have that next level of prayer and fasting. Yes. They're spiritual requirements to being yes. used of God at that level. And so another mm. thing that fasting does is, it helps us to gain victory, as you talked about, over certain areas of our life. Judges yes. 2026 20, talks about all the people of Israel and army coming against them. And the Bible mm -hmm. says they were weeping, sitting there in the presence of God. And that day they mm -hmm. fasted until evening. And now this was mm -hmm. after 40,000 men died within two days. So 40,000 men die. Israel starts crying out to God. And the Bible says they're offering sacrifices and they ask God this. Should we continue to battle or should we call it a quits? And this is what some of you have been asking the Lord. And I'm talking to you right now prophetically. You're saying, Lord, should I give up or should I keep battling? And then here is the Lord's response after prayer and fasting. Attack tomorrow, 
for I am now going to give you victory. So listen, if you're struggling to gain victory, you're like, Isaiah, I can't mm -hmm. get victory over pornography. Mm -hmm. I can't get victory over anger. I can't get victory over unbelief. And there's that one enemy, that stronghold, stronghold that you can't get rid of. God says, try to pray and fast. Judges 20, 26. Yeah. Prayer and yeah. fasting gave them victory over those stubborn mm -hmm. enemies. And we're going to see this. Now, again, we can be here five hours going through scripture, but all throughout yeah. the Old Testament, then throughout the New Testament, there was a lifestyle of fasting that gained them victory. And I'm telling you, some of the most powerful men of God you're going to find and going to see are men of God yeah. that fast. They live a fast lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Guys, when I'm preaching, when I'm streaming, when I'm traveling, most of the time, I fast mm -hmm. the days I preach. I've, I've gone times where I preach 10 times in one week, and I fasted all th throughout that entire time. There's also times wow. where I'll fast the entire day, and then after I'm done with my assignment, then I'll go ahead and eat, which is also fasting. We're not going to get into mm -hmm. legalism, and we're going to answer some practical questions here in a couple minutes because I know all of mm -hmm. you are spamming questions in the chat what about this what about this we're gonna cover I promise I promise we're gonna cover all your questions because I've taken over 300 questions and I put them down into like 15 or 20 we're gonna go through these quick that we're gonna answer practical steps to fasting but I just want to encourage you guys tonight that there is power supernatural now yes. don't think of natural power. Don't think anything natural Superman. is gonna happen. This is, we're talking supernatural, mm -hmm. angels being released, deliverance breaking out, mm -hmm. victory over your enemies. Maybe you need an answer for something. You're like, Lord, I don't know whether I should go here, whether I should marry him, whether I should get this job. Also, mm -hmm. fasting helps us get answers. Fasting helps us yeah. make decisions. And where's that? That's in Acts 14, 23. That's in Acts 13, mm -hmm. 2, when they were going to send mm -hmm. out and ordain people, when they were going to send Paul and mm -hmm. uh, uh, Barnabas on a mission trip. Mm -hmm. They used prayer and fasting, and the Holy Spirit selected them after prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. So you can also use prayer and fasting. Now, you, you can touch on this before we go into the questions, Vlad. When I fast, and I would like you also to talk about this, I always ask God, um, or I fast for a purpose. In other words, so if I'm going to fast, this is me personally. Now, I don't think everyone has to do this, but I want to ask mm -hmm. you if what you do is when I'm going to fast, I say, okay, Lord, I'm fasting for this. So I'm fasting so that your word goes clear out of me when I preach tonight, or I'm mm -hmm. fasting for breakthrough in a family member, which by the way, it is biblical to fast for breakthrough in other people, mm -hmm. or I'm fasting mm -hmm. for a deliverance I'm doing, or I'm fasting. So I'm always, now I don't think it's required, but I'm always giving God a reason so that God honors the reason. Cause Jesus said, you don't have it because you don't ask it so God actually mm -hmm. wants us even though God knows Jesus said before we're gonna pray mm -hmm. what we were gonna pray God still wants to know are you willing to talk to me about it even though I already know what you're mm -hmm. gonna ask me so mm -hmm. I like to do that now when you did maybe the 40 day was there anything specifically you brought before God and said okay I'm gonna fast yeah. and I'm asking you to do certain things in my life yeah 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 it was mainly uh well, number one it was for for the ministry mm. um you know I'm 34 years of age and um I feel like the I've been a pastor for, for a long time, but God is opening doors for me to also to, to minister internationally. And I really want to lay a, I, I felt like I need to lay a foundation with that. So mainly it was for the ministry. Um, also, I felt personally that um, these three things that happened in Jesus is that when he came out of the fast, it says the devil left him, angels wow. came and ministered him. And it says he returned in the power. And I really felt that the Holy Spirit says, he says, there are certain things in your life I want to remove. You don't even know them yet. And I'm going to show you in the fast. I'm going to expose those things. And, and it did not happen until 25th day of fasting, which is weird. I'm so glad I didn't finish in 21 days because 21 days first went fast, like nothing happened. It was after 21 days that God started. These devils that honestly were attached. Uh, when I say attached, I mean like certain things that I kind of allowed in my life that God mm. wanted them to be gone from my life. It says devil left Jesus. It says that angels came 
And the second thing that I felt that was, was more of a promise and I started to pray into that is that there will be divine connections, God's connections where I need to be, not things that I assume that I need and then that I will return in the power of the Holy Spirit, meaning there's gonna be a supernatural, invisible uh, power that's going to be released um, in the ministry. But we're also, what we were really fasting for as a church, there was four of us in our church who did it together, the 40 days. And so we, we're believing for a new building. We are believing really to overflow with power instead of just flowing with gifts, because we got good at flowing with gifts and where God wants to take us, gifts are not enough. We have to rely Come on. Uh, not natural gifts we have to rely on this power and so but I, I agree with you 100% a lot of times we, ha we have to go in God gives us a goal but I saw somebody commented right down below and they said you know what if fasting doesn't work um, you have to understand one thing is that this is not a it's a fasting is not a vending machine where you punch the right numbers and you get what you want if you get into a fasting uh, God will begin to break you first and if that doesn't work it's only because you're stubborn but if wow. God succeeds in breaking you, fasting worked. I remember it was the last week of the fast and I was praying. I said, God, please help me to uh, finish my goal of 40-day fast. And I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me. He says, you're asking the wrong thing. Wow. He says, I want you to pray. Say, Lord, please finish your goal in this fast before the 40-day fast. You know, God, do what you want to do in me and stuff. And so, but I, I, I believe 100% you have to walk in with the goal. But if you don't have a goal and God leads you, um, he will he will do something in your life while you are fasting. So good. So we're going to get into the fun part, the practical part. Do not leave because this is where it gets good. Type one, if you at this point of the broadcast, we're an hour and 15 in. Type one, if you want to fast now, you're like, listen, I didn't even want to fast. I want I want to fast right now and I fast all the time. I'm like, Lord, I just want to do a crazier fast. So I might just get up and now I'm not going to tell you guys if I do a long fast. But just know if your boy starts getting even skinnier and you start seeing even more veins <laughs> and my cheekbones start popping out more, just know that I'm fasting, okay? I'm not going to tell you, but just know because just you talking about this, Vlad, and teaching on this is making me want to fast. And this is what, this is why we're doing what we're doing. It's not because we have nothing yeah. better to do on Tuesday night. We're trying to preach faith into you. We're trying to preach boldness because when you start learning about the benefits, you start wanting to. And you guys broke my chat because you typed so many ones. It literally froze my chat thing there. So just go ahead and type one. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to shoot a bunch of questions at you, Vlad, and we're just going to tag team. We're going to answer these questions. And these are going to be practical questions now. I only posted on Instagram because I knew it would blow up if I posted on Facebook questions on my story. So make sure you're following me on Instagram to send in for tonight's broadcast. I didn't think we were going to get over 300. And yes, Isaiah Saldivar read through over 300 questions and put them all down. It did take me a long time. I put them into like 15 or 20 categories. So here's the thing. We got over 100 questions on one thing. So guess what I did? I put them into one question because it was literally the same question 100 times. So we're going to go through some so of these some of these basic questions here um and we're going to answer some of these and they're going to be very practical and you've been asking in the chat I'm, i promise you every question i've saw tonight i already have on my list so here's the first one i'm a brand new christian i've never fasted where should i start or how should i start fasting um i would start with one day um awesome. and disciples of jesus um they fasted two days a week uh, I think it was Wednesday or Friday, uh, two, two days a week, they were fasting from morning until four. And so um, start with one day, 24 hours from, um, you know, from, from six to six or from evening of one day till the morning of another day. Please understand, don't, don't be afraid of fasting. You are already fasting. Every time you're sleeping, you're fasting Come because on. in the morning when you're eating breakfast, you are breaking your fast. Wow. So don't be afraid to extend that. Things I learned today. Hours. 
So don't be afraid to extend that eight hours to 24 hours. You will be fine unless, of course, you have medical issues, which I'm assuming there's going to be a question on that. I literally, did you just say breakfast, break fast? I mean, I literally, yeah. okay, everyone is in the chat saying just learn that today because I never knew that my entire life. Okay, how about this one? So, see, so, see you've been, you, you, you were created to fast. Come there on. we go, come on. So here, here's a good one. And that, and you listen, you sleep and you get a free 12 hours there. So how about this one? Um, so one day, so if you're brand new, you've never fasted, start with one day. Really, really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Does the Daniel fast, okay, we're getting into it here, and this is, I gotta ask this, this was over 50 times. Does the Daniel fast, count as a fast because i've heard people say the daniel fast is not a technical fast well uh, so because we live in america i'm gonna say that it does count as a fast in the bible uh, it was never referred to as a fast it was actually if you look at daniel it was actually the way he lived he stayed away from the foods that we call it you know a fast he ate vegetables he drank water it was his diet in the beginning so i personally i don't practice daniel's fast for a few reasons we do encourage it in our Say church it. for people who have medical issues and for people who are nursing mothers or people who are pregnant or elderly people who um, or some people who really work at difficult jobs uh, this is why i don't uh, practice daniel fast number one i don't see it in the bible where it was a fast number two is that it makes me more conscious of food than of the lord i tried it one time i think i did three days I was so focused on food and that honestly, I felt like I was actually, I would have been better not fasting at all. And number three, it's actually very difficult to do it because your stomach is constantly awake and it, I feel like it's awake, but you, you can't eat. And so it's better to put your stomach completely to sleep, let it, let it rest after three days and then just cruise in the glory instead of constantly pull your stomach in, wake him up wow. and put him back to sleep. And, and so to, to me, it's, it's a torturous a process, but I do see that as being an option for people who have illnesses or people who have um, certain issues where they cannot fast completely. I want to point something out too for those of you that are like, wow, I learned this today just like I learned breakfast today, is that fast means to one, cover your mouth, and then the original Greek means to go without food. So the actual yeah. Greek word for fast means without food. So if you're eating, yeah. You're not fasting because you're not fasting. going without food. So you might say, oh, you guys are wrong. Daniel fast is biblical. We're talking about the actual biblical fast, yes. what the Bible calls fasting. This was not a Daniel fast. This was a Daniel lifestyle. So, and that's okay. Yeah. And we don't want to discourage you from doing that. It's a great place to start. Yeah. But just know if you want to go biblical, what is the power of fasting in the Bible? It was going without food. So covering your mouth, which is not eating or to be without food, which is a Greek word. So, yeah, or 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 uh, the other biblical, which is not recommended for more than three days, is is a dry, we call it dry fast, where you are without food and without drink. But there is no instance in the Bible where somebody fasted, um, and it says fasted, you know, uh, and um, they just ate vegetables and that. I think, uh, but again, for Western countries, I think that's where a lot of fasting is done, and I celebrate that. I bravo to everybody who does it, and it's hard. I'm just telling you there's an easier way to do it. Yes. And I think in my mind, and this is just me, please, is not scriptural. This Isaiah Saldivar's uh, opinion here. I would think it's more powerful in my mind to do like a five to seven day no food, just water than doing even like a 21 day Daniel fast because again, you're not, tr here's what I, here's what I want to say. I think a lot of people, Vlad, they could say, okay, I could either 21 day Daniel fast and still eat, but only eat certain things, no sweets, no meats, the Daniel fast, or I can do five days, no food. And this is what they do. They pick the Daniel fast because that's what everyone else is doing. So I would challenge some of you and I just want to challenge your theology. Maybe mm -hmm. this year or next year say, okay, instead of the Daniel fast, I'm going to do 
a five day no food fast and just water or mm -hmm. seven day or 21 day or whatever you feel called mm -hmm. to do just because I think if we offer an alternative like if we say okay who wants to fast food or who wants to fast ice cream well everyone's going to choose fasting ice cream and so we give these alternatives to mm -hmm. fasting and then people say oh I'll just fast Facebook that's again which okay I'm going to ahead here that's another question but again that's not a biblical fast so um here's here's a good one could fasting bring demonic attack every time I fast I feel like demons attack me no the demons were asleep all the time it's just exactly. fasting stirred up the fire and they got exposed you always fasting never brought demons fasting exposes the demons that you have so now you can deal with them absolutely so if you're getting abnormally attacked and we got that one probably 20 times if you're getting attacked mm -hmm. by demons or you're in a spiritual attack while fasting it's all all it is is god purging you of toxins and impurities yeah, right. and bringing right. things that were hidden up that's to the right. surface and this is the same thing vlad people tell me i so never good. got attacked by demons till i started watching your deliverance videos or so i started hearing your teaching no the demons were always there we just made them mad you didn't know they were there because they're professional hide and seek yeah. so it brings yeah, it's, things it's, up yeah, to the surface mm, so good so good it's, it's like it's like a game of football and i don't necessarily play football you get the ball the other team attacks you you're like well why why did i get the, why did i get start getting attacks well you got the ball so stop. when the revelation come happens when you get the when you start fasting you got christ you got the anointing now well of course you're gonna get attacked so, so don't focus good. on who's attacking you focus on who's helping you right now and the holy spirit like like isaiah said you know when uh paul built fire at the island the bible says the snake came out so the problem is the snake was always there, just the fire exposed it. And so, so now good. he had to throw that fire, that snake back into the very fire that the fire exposed. So you have to continue instead of going in, running with that snake and blame the fire. No, no, no. You throw that into the fire and see the fire destroy the snake. So good. I love this. Okay, 3,300 people live on right now. Let, let's keep going here. Is fasting... Okay, we get, first of all, let me say this. We got this over 100 times. Over 100 people asked this question on Instagram. And I want you guys to pay very close attention to the wording. Please pay attention to the wording. Is fasting from social media or other things, anything else besides food, biblical? Okay, so notice what I said there. Biblical. I didn't say, is it wrong? Is it bad? Is it good? I said, is it biblical? So, Vlad, if we're fasting TV... Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm. TikTok, Hulu, Netflix. Okay, there's a thousand things. And we're not fasting food. We're just saying, okay, all everyone else is fasting. I'm going to fast this. Is that a biblical fast? No, no. It's consecration. It's separation, but it's not fasting. Thank you. Okay. So guys, if you're doing these things, these are sacrifices, consecration, separation, yes. but they're not biblical fasting. So you can't technically fast social media, but you can sacrifice social media, which I challenge yes. everyone should do that first season is to give something up for God and to pursue God. And let me say this, these are great ways to things you should do while fasting. So if you're going to do a seven day fast or a five day or one day or 21 day or 40 mm -hmm. day, you should yeah. say, okay, listen, I'm going to fast for the next three days. Let's just say, I'm not going to go on Facebook for three days unless Isaiah mm -hmm. Saldivar's live. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to go on YouTube for three days. I'm not going to go on any TikTok, nothing. I'm going, why? Yeah. Because I'm consecrating my time to God yeah. and these things are distracting me. So that's it's good. not that that's the fast. I'm not going to eat, but I'm also going to focus on God by removing and watch that's what's going to happen. You know what you're going to realize? I have so much extra time on my hands to pray, to read, mm -hmm. to call into God and to spend time in his presence. I cannot believe I have hours a day. I didn't realize I was on TikTok. Now, if you want to scare yourself, go on your screen time and look at how much time mm -hmm. you spend on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and you'll lose your mind because you'll say, I cannot believe I've been spending hours a day. Mm -hmm. So I would challenge some of you during your fast, take that time apart, separate it, consecrate it, and uh -huh. go after God during that time. Come on. Okay, here we go. 
does it have to only be water for it to be effective or can I also do juice? I mean, I think that, um, so it's a liquid fast. Liquid fast, uh, the Bible doesn't say that Jesus, the Bible says that he didn't eat food. It didn't specify, you know, if he, what he drank. It's highly recommended to do water. The problem with water is after about 20 days, you start tasting water. Like there's different waters. Like I never wow. knew that there's different water. Okay, for me, water is the same. After about 20th day, you start becoming like, become so sensitive to different kinds of waters and stuff. And so I did a little bit of coconut water. I even did sometimes before speaking, I did coffee. Now this may come as a shock uh, for people. Uh, with the coconut milk, uh, I would even do coffee because it will give me some electrolytes and give me a little bit of energy so that I don't stand like I'm de half dead, uh, especially during, during my travels and stuff. And so, so I don't necessarily saw that as a, le a legalist where if, if you drink water and That's it good. has to be like particular water. And so for me, it was a liquid fast. Uh, now, I didn't do juices. Like some people, ju you know, they do juices and stuff so, and they literally blend a hamburger and stuff. So uh, not a blend, but how do you do it? Uh, so do you drink it through a straw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they, they pretty much uh, take the whole thing and, and, and I'm not against that and stuff. So, but, um, and I have a, you know, guy right now that's doing 30 days, you know, pretty much. And the Lord told him to eat anything that he can put through the straw and stuff. So, but he works a full-time job and, and et cetera. And so um, that, that's a different story and no judgment on that. If that's what the Lord put on your heart, you go for it. It's still hard. And so, but, um, but yeah, I think that it's, it's abstaining from food and stuff and so and preferably it's highly encouraged for the most benefit to your body and honestly to your soul and to your spirit is to stick with water especially if it's five days or 21 days the moment it goes further you might need a little bit of uh, other uh, special things that have electrolytes so that uh, they can give uh, your body more energy if you are working which another question that i think you mentioned is that you know, what do I do during the fast? Because a lot of people think, oh, so does that mean you have to go hide yourself in the monastery? The Bible says, anoint your head with oil. Honestly, what that means is go about your normal duties. Mm. Fasting doesn't have to be you walking around with a shirt, hey, I'm fasting, please leave me alone. No, you do your normal thing. So like what I did with my wife, I went with my wife on a date every Thursday during fasting. Now I drink water with, with uh, hot water and stuff. And so she ate and she was like, no, let's cancel it. I'll sacrifice it for you. I was like, no, babe. I'm like, I might be doing these 40 things, 40 days more often. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, we're going. And she's like, are you sure? And she's like, you, you're going to handle it. I was like, really? I was like, I'm a dead man. Okay. I don't care about this stuff now. I mean, not that I was like super spiritual, but I'm like, hey, I love you. Let's go about, let, let's, let, let's do it. And so we would go and, you know, she would eat and, and stuff. And yeah, it was a little bit hard, but she did her thing. So I really encourage people go about your normal activities. Now, if you work on construction and you do a lot of physical work, and you are fasting, of course, use, use wisdom and stuff. So you don't want to get fired. Or like uh, my precious mom, who I hope she's not watching right now, one time she was fasting and she, she fainted uh, behind the wheel because it was wow. so hot and she got into a car accident. So now she got a Tesla and stuff. And there so, you go, self-driving while fasting. The, the, yeah, the, the car will drive. And so, but my mom, you know, she, she's older. My grandma would fast and she's like 80 something years of age, give birth to six children and she would faint in our youth services. And we told my wow. grandma because she has, you know, sugar problems and she was still fast seven days. I'm like, grandma, you can't fast. This is not for you. Mm. She's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. And she was still <laughs> going fast. And so, you know, so like, don't, don't be worried. Those of you who honestly are overweight and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. No, you won't. You'll be just fine. You have enough reserves to last you for the whole fast. So good. I love it. Okay. 
what do you do when now you can speak on this because you did 40 days what do you do when you're in the middle of the fast and it gets really really hard oftentimes i end up giving giving up because it gets too hard for me in the middle of it um honestly i would just just one word ask holy spirit to help you mm. uh, before this fast i would tell you hang in there try your best i've learned how weak i am and wow. i've learned that his grace is sufficient in my weakness God doesn't expect me to be strong. He expects me to be dependent. And like Isaiah, like you said, the, the beggar, when you, when you were talking about that, that's exactly many times what I felt. Sometimes I would be preaching. And those of you who know me preaching, you know, one thing, I don't use water in my preaching. I don't drink water. And in fact, it was on the last day of a fast in Jacksonville two weeks ago, I get up to preach and then my throat gets so dry. I can't pronounce a word wow. and I'm so weak. And in that moment, you know, Option one, can you hand me water? Option two, and literally in that moment, I said, Holy Spirit, you are the living water. Please refresh my throat and give me strength I do not have right now. Just in my thought, and something just snapped. Literally, the mm. whole thing, the, the scratching pain. And so I really learned that dependence on the Holy Spirit, just asking Holy Spirit, please help me. And then, and then make up your mind. The Bible says the angel came to Daniel you know, when he made a decision to seek the face of God, what we call Daniel's fast, the angel did not come when he started to abstain from certain foods. He came, he was released to Daniel when Daniel made up his mind. Wow. I find people who go into fast with this, I will try. The say moment it. you say, I will try. Can I tell you something? Don't even try. You will wow. not finish it. Or like, I will see how I feel. People who say they always they get sick, they can't sleep at night, their knees start hurting, and they say, oh, that's it. That's exactly what I did with 21 Day Fast. This is what I told myself. I'm gonna do my best. So, and that's, that was the open door for the enemy. Because then, the moment I didn't felt my best, which was almost every day, I used it as an excuse to end it. So in this case, in my case, what I did is, first of all, I made up my mind. I said that I'm going to finish that fast. Or, or I'm going to die. Now, physically I'm doing fine. So that's why I made the decision. This was just for me. My decision, I'm not saying everybody should do that. And the moment things got hard, I honestly prayed a very simple prayer in my heart. And I said, Holy Spirit, please help me. I am too weak. My mind is playing tricks. In fact, there was one time, Isaiah, I finished watching your live stream during the fast and uh, had nothing to do with your live stream. I felt so, it was a very difficult day for me. I felt so discouraged. <laughs> I don't know if it was... I don't know what, what the thing is. A dark cloud fell upon me. It had nothing to do with your live stream. But I remember I was watching, my wife was doing a live group. It was Tuesday night. I'm watching the live stream. I think I was commenting and everything. And I, just emotion, I just felt so distraught. I honestly, not only I felt like quitting, I didn't want to live. It was like this cloud came upon me. And I tried to pray right after that. And I, I read a few scriptures. I couldn't put my thoughts together. And I just said, Holy Spirit, please help me. And I went to sleep. <laughs> Wow. I woke up next morning, everything lifted. So I would just encourage, don't give up, but please depend on the Holy Spirit, not on your discipline, because your discipline is not strong enough, Holy Spirit. And is. that's even like in your physical body, when your body's purging itself of toxins, it doesn't usually feel good. People literally get sick when they fast. And this is not Christians, this is the world, because they're, you're being cleansed. So that's also, yeah. I think, part of the cleansing process of the, head, the headaches, this, that, is you're not only getting cleansed, physically toxins are being burned out of you and literally you're getting healthier but also you're getting cleansed yeah. spiritually we already did this one but this is, is okay to work and do normal activities or do i need to fully set everything aside to god we talked about that how about this one i have health problems and i'm unable to fast according to the doctor so will god be mad at me if i don't fast 
Of course not. Um, no, don't. That's why I said fasting doesn't improve our worth. It, it it changes our spiritual weight, and so God totally, you know, He He sees us, He understands us, and you can still seek His face, and you can still press in, and He will still lead you to sacrifice certain things that will not have to do with food. It could be even the area of finances. It could be in the area of what you do with your time, and so. And then those of you who have sicknesses, please do not think the Bible says to present your body as a living sacrifice, yes. which is your reasonable reasonable not radical god is not interested in radical he's interested in reasonable because okay he's interested in radical he's not not interested in reckless mm. because radical is not reckless you know like uh, you have to do what's reasonable not what's reckless and a lot of people especially when they finish the fast they begin to do very reckless things not reasonable i always tell people god doesn't look at how you fast he looks at how you end the fast Wow. You know, so in this case, you know, we had one of the people who was ending the fast and you have to end the fast very slowly. You have to honestly take as long to get out of it as it took you too fast. And so people who finished, I remember one time Isaiah, we, we, we did a seven day fast and afterwards I ate, um, I don't know if I ate six or 12 cinnamon rolls within oh. an hour after finishing the fast. And so um, I almost killed myself with that. I was going to say, you can die from that. You can die from, you can literally die from that and stuff. So it was, I think, about four or five hours from that. But I ate cinnamon one, cinnamon two. And uh, the next thing that happened, I spent about three hours repenting um, in, in the bathroom, crying out, literally saying, Son of David, have mercy on me or else I'm going to wow. die. You know, and honestly, it was a very powerful t lesson that, first of all, God was very displeased. Even though seven days I fasted, the fact that I jumped at food like a glutton, showed the fact that I didn't break the spirit of gluttony over my life. In fact, I allowed it to operate. Spirit of God wants to produce a fruit of self-control. I did not have the fruit of self-control. I had a fruit of obsession with food. And so it's very, and honestly, I had to do a lot of repentance. And so we have to be very, very careful on how we exit out of the fast because that shows more about your self-discipline than how you fast. That's good. I had a friend who, who had a friend, a pastor friend of mine, his other friend did a 40-day fast, ate a cheeseburger, and literally ended up in the hospital and died. So literally died because he wow. ate this big cheeseburger. After 40 wow. days, his body went into shock. And so you guys need to use wisdom and discretion, especially like you said, when you're breaking fast. No, okay. I, had a, I had a same thing. We had a friend right here, actually, uh, who fasted for 40 days and ate a little bit of meat a day later, very little on the sandwich, ended up in the hospital the next day. Thankfully, he recovered. Everything is fine. But yeah, I totally agree wow. with you. You have to be very, very careful because this can really hurt you, especially if you do something more than three days. Wow. How about this one? Do you only fast when you're led by the Spirit or can you choose to just do a fast? So uh, we do both. The okay. shorter ones, so we do once a month, three days. Uh, so like right now, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, first three days of the month, we do it as a church. Uh, so we tell people that for those three days, you don't have to be led. Esther told the people to fast. Three, three day fasts, a pastor can call that fast and God doesn't have to speak to you about it. You just follow the, the leadership of the church. Anything, I feel like anything that has to do longer than that, um, it does have to be led. A lot of times the, God will lead the church, the whole church to fast, especially like in January where everybody goes into fasting and stuff. So that, that's God's instruction. If you're part of that church and the pastor is your covering, I mean, honestly, you heard from God. You don't need to get, have an angel come to you to fast. Your pastor just told you what, you know, what God wants the church to do. And you're part of the body. You're not an island or a lone ranger. And so, but when it comes to doing something on your own, I really believe that we have to do it habitually. And then once in a while, spontaneously where the Lord will lead us. It's kind of like tithing and sacrifice. You know, we give certain percentage, but then once in a while, the Lord leads us to go and give a sacrifice. That's so good. I love it. How often do you think like an average person, now this is probably similar to what you just said, but how often would you recommend like an average believer fast 
like every month, every year? Well, you guys just said you do it once a month, but what do you think is like a good time frame? I mean, I guess this is really probably too general. Yeah, I, th I think so. I, I think it was um, uh, Corey Russell, not Russell, Corey. <laughs> and I apologize again. <laughs> so Corey Russell mentioned in his book on, on fasting where he does, you know, once uh, uh, once a week. And then we, we did that once a week. But the problem with most of our guys, they actually forget to eat anyway. So they called it a fast and it's not intentional. And so mm -hmm. we brought it back to doing three days because three days at least you become more intentional because once a day eating, you know, excuse me, uh, not eating for one day for most people, that's actually like, oh, yeah, that's normal and they just go without eating but it's not actually intentional to pursue the Lord and so we we are doing it practicing it three days a month um, so that's kind of our encouragement three three weeks three days um, so that, that is but honestly every person it has to be habitual this whole thing that you know I don't need to fast because you know God doesn't lead me and he hasn't been leading in the last 10 years wow. I mean you really have to check your spiritual receptors if they're on that's good. And I would say for yeah. me, I'm in a similar position. I barely eat. Like I eat once a day and I force myself to eat just because I just don't like eating. I never have an appetite. I've been that way for years. Isaiah, but pray, if, pray for people. We need, we need to do what I'm, I'm saying is if I treated it that way, I would literally say I fast, I fast every 365 days. There are things I don't because yeah. I know I'm not not mm. eating because I'm fasting. I'm literally not eating because I don't ever eat. So I don't call it fasting. Like the other day, my wife's like, well, you all, you live fasting, right? But I was like, yeah. no, I don't because a lot of these days, I'm not dedicating these days of fasting. I just literally don't eat. Even when I have days off, I just eat like, mm -hmm. it'll be 8 p.m. And I'll go, oh, I didn't eat today. Like I forgot to eat. It's eight o'clock at night. It's dark outside. Of, you know what I'm saying? But that's not fasting. I don't know how you do it, Isaiah. Yeah. I don't know how you do it though. <laughs> so, but the thing is, I want to point this out. That's not fasting. That's just, yeah. that's my lifestyle of my, of my diet, yeah. which it's not something I'm like, all happy with it just it just i am i've been that way i struggle to eat mm -hmm. but when i'm fasting i say okay lord because i don't already hardly eat but i dedicate that time to say this is actually my time i'm dedicating it to fasting so i'm intentional because if not like you said it's a cheat because i could say oh well, yeah. i always fast when really even if i wasn't fasting i wouldn't be eating anyway so I, i'm glad you said that or like or like if you, yeah, sure. or, or if you don't eat at night uh you know like oh i was fasting last night you know so i mean then i fast every night <laughs> yeah and th this is an, this is leads into the next question is it okay to break the fast at midnight or do I need to wait till I wake up? And let me just say something real quick before you answer here. I am mm -hmm. very against this whole idea. Like I know people that will fast from like midnight to midnight or they're like, okay, at midnight, I feel like the Lord says break my fast. And it's like 1130 or 1140 and they're like, I got to wait 20 more minutes. I think one of the big things that we've been trying to tell you guys tonight is it's not about legalism. It's not about, oh, mm -hmm. if I do this, God's going to be angry or mad at me because th this is not how our God is. In fact, when they came to Jesus and said, your disciples don't fast and Jesus basically basically says they don't need to mourn because I'm with them, but once I'm mm -hmm. gone, they'll fast. Mm -hmm. The next sentence, he goes into new wine does not go into old wineskin, and he goes into mm -hmm. a new patch doesn't go into old clothing. His point is mm -hmm. this. We're not bound by this religious system. It's a new thing that God is doing and it's all about mm -hmm. relationship. So I'm not gonna yeah. pour out in that old religious, it's three minutes before midnight, I have to wait till midnight. Like, I think this is crucial to talk about because yeah. For many people, fasting is a religious thing. If you're looking at fasting religiously, you might as well not fast because that is not the point of fasting. The point is that mm -hmm. we're drawing closer because we want intimate relationship. Yeah. This is all about intimacy now. It's not about religion anymore. It's about intimacy. It's about the bridegroom. So Jesus says, wait a Come minute, on. guys, there's no need to fast. I'm with you. When the bridegroom leaves, then my disciples will fast because fasting 
brings the presence of God closer to us. So, good. so I don't think we should be now. Uh, you might have an opposite <laughs> answer of that, but no, I think no, some I, of the I stuff. I agree with we you. Can I, get I think it's both. It, I think it's both. There's, there, there is one part where, honestly, and I struggle with this Isaiah, where, for example, we would do a three day fast and I wouldn't complete it. So I would like end it on Wednesday. So it starts on Monday and I would end it on Wednesday. You know, technically supposed to end it on Wednesday in the evening and I would end it, you know, at four or three. Uh, you know, and sometimes it got earlier. And um, and one time I really got convicted by the Lord too, to to honestly to be a finisher. Mm. Um, and so so there, there's that when when the Holy Spirit convicts you. But but, but when you self condemn yourself, or when you it's create good. these little things, and you start like you said, you start looking at the watch. Or then when you begin the fast and you do exactly the same thing. I remember in my youthful days we did a, a seven day fast with me and my cousin. So we we would go to Jack in the Box until <laughs> eleven fifty five get our last so what counted is the fact that we ordered jack spicy with chicken uh and then oh, we would eat and it's like 12 o'clock okay uh so as long as the fries was in my mouth at 12 o'clock the man that's it i can't eat you know like I mean, that, that, that's horrible that god god looks at that he's like really what, what is wrong with you you child yeah. you know so god does not want us to have that kind of approach where you you can stuff yourself that's what muslims do they stuff themselves you know right before particular six o'clock and then right at six o'clock you know god does not want us i love what you said not legalism but he wants us to but you do have to allow the holy spirit to lead you if he honestly puts on your heart say hey finish it by nine o'clock finish it by nine o'clock but if you finish at 8 45 it's not that god held held the clock and he's gonna nope i'm gonna withdraw the blessing from you that's not that, how that's so good works. that's so good i love it okay we're almost done we got like four or five more again this is 300 questions down to 20 so you're like man these are a lot it was way more than this um and vlad's on west coast time so I'm, I'm keeping them longer here than I do for like Alexander who's in New York because you know he's got a little bit of time here but anyways and we're gonna bless him tonight guys don't worry we're gonna sew into him and bless him as well he didn't ask for anything but we're going to all right if I'm pregnant or breastfeeding should I still fast so I am not a woman so I'm not really don't know how that stuff works uh, I, when it I comes would to say okay I, I have four kids here I would say <laughs> yeah, don't you, you, you comment on that don't fast if you're pregnant or breastfeeding the reason being is if you don't eat when you're breast and when you're pregnant yeah, well, you'll start losing your hair your nails will fall out and the reason being is because your body has to find nutrition and it'll start going to your body which is your nails and your hair it'll go to calcium and protein it'll start literally your hair will fall out. so don't fast when you're pregnant don't fast when you're breastfeeding. And the reason being is it's not fair to your baby because you're actually damaging your baby. Yeah. Your baby will be unhealthy because yeah. of your decision to fast. So yeah. again, God is not legalistic. So if you're That's pregnant good. or breastfeeding, you shouldn't be fasting. Okay, so here's good. one. Whenever I fast, my family thinks I'm starving myself or I have an eating disorder. Is there any advice you guys can give me about that? Well, depending on also how old you are, if you if you are yeah. you know a teenager, then you really have to listen to your parents and maybe yes. if they're believers, try to explain it and ask them to to watch over you. And honestly, uh, the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Yes. And so in that case, please understand if you really want to get God's favor, honor your father and your mother. That's a lot of a bigger sacrifice than to go without food. And so, um, but secondly, if you are older, like in my case, I uh, I actually did not tell my my in laws. Because they would, they, you know, they would be very, um, uh, very concerned for me. That's the word I would like to use. And so, but then somebody somehow somebody slipped, and so they, you know, really kind of like, don't do it, please, you know, stop and and everything and stuff. And I would try to explain and talk to them. You know, I told my parents right away because you know I wouldn't visit family um, lunch or why I was gone. And so, um, but uh, I would talk to them. If you are older, I think it's your personal decision. But if you are younger and you're living under the roof, uh, please have a conversation and then respectfully um, honor them and obey them. Because if you're just going to honor them and not obey them and you live under the roof, then they're going to kick you out out of the house and you're going to need
need to find a new place because you know you're under the roof it's the rules and this is not God wants you to learn to honor them you'll have time trust me to fast yeah, I agree hundred percent. Honor your parents. I've got we get asked that all the time. Like my parents will tell me not to do this. Listen, honor your parents above all. And I know people are saying, Well, if you're pregnant, you can fast. Listen, you can do anything you want. That's not the point. The point is, should yeah. you? And we're not talking one day fast if you're pregnant. We're talking like a seven day yeah. fast. We're not talking, yeah. some of you are like, oh, if you do one day, it's fine. It is fine. We're talking like seven, 21 day, real, yeah. real fasting. So anyways, that's what we're talking about when it comes to being pregnant. Um, here's one, will you go to hell if you don't fast? Again, we already talked about this. No, you will not go to no. hell if you don't fast. This is not an issue of salvation. This is not a salvation issue. Mm -hmm. This is- you, uh, you might go to heaven faster though. There you, there you go. This is an issue of, <laughs> I want to serve God at the next level and I'm going to sacrifice. The same yeah. reason why you're not going to go to hell if you don't give an offering to a preacher, right? It's not, yeah. about, it's not about heaven or hell. It's about my relationship yeah. with God. Fasting brings me closer to God, brings his presence closer. So no, you won't go to hell. Um, and this was another one. When fasting, what should I be doing? Get closer to God, prayer, reading the word. We talked about that. Uh, my my job is high demand and it's and attention. It's hard to fast because my job is physically demanding. What do you think I should do when my job is so physically demanding. Honestly, like, uh, I guess depending on what uh, physical demanding is, my pastor worked in construction and did a 40 day fast on water. Wow. Um, wow. I have a guy in my life group who did just 21 days on water. Um, and he, he works in construction, runs construction projects. So we, you know, my brother, a lot of other people in our church who are actually normal people who have, um, who have things. But I, if you are doing a physical job, especially on construction, I mean, you, ha you have to know yourself as well. And so if, if you don't think you can pull that, then maybe do, uh, do something else. But typically, this is what I found out. Um, after about four days, you start tapping into another um, strength in your body. Certain fats that are stored there, your body begins to eat them and it produces actually energy, alertness, and you actually feel stronger. You feel um, more alert. You feel more awake. You feel actually good. And then after about 20, about 30 days is when you start feeling a fatigue a lot stronger. But for 21 days, like your physical strength actually gets renewed. Like I would you know, come to church and I can jump my heart out. I mean, literally the alertness and everything. So people who are like, oh, you're gonna walk like a zombie, half dead, not really. That usually happens about after about 30 days. And then after 40 days is when, you know, you start, you pretty much start going, your body starts going into starvation mode. I saw somebody commented, you, can your body handle that? Your body can handle, you don't actually starve until after 40 days. If wow. you're drinking water and if you're semi-healthy, like, you know, you're healthy and you have enough weight. Um, so after 40 days is when you start starving. Until 40 days, your body still has enough fats and reserves. And for those of us in America living off of fast food, we have a lot of reserves and stuff so that our body can use to turn into energy. Really, really good. Okay, we only got like two or three more here. I know we're going long here. Is it okay to drink high calorie smoothies or shakes while fasting? Let me just say this. I have, I have a thought about this. Like you said, you had a guy who said, I feel like the Lord telling me, of course, if you're led by the spirit, do what the spirit tells you mm -hmm. in general. I would say if you're going to do like, say, let's just say a three day fast, right? Which most people in this chat, there's 3,300 of you. Most of you are going to do like three to seven days. Most of you won't do just a 21 or 40 day. I would, I would ask yourself this. If you're going to a fast, drinking Jamba juice three times a day, blending up cheeseburgers, I would ask yourself, <laughs> why am I fasting, right? If I'm fasting, 
just to do it and I'm drinking high calorie shakes the whole time and not it's uh, not a sacrifice at all I'm literally and yeah. that's that's actually my diet I just drink mostly milkshakes and shakes <laughs> and smoothies like those naked drinks I drink those all, every single day so if you're that's the wrong reason to fast you're already like yeah. you're already in territory where you just shouldn't be fasting because again we're not doing this as a religious ceremony the way the Old Testament did mm -hmm. it we're doing it to get close to Christ we're doing it because we want mm -hmm. to not even because yeah. we're forced to even when the church fasts like Pastor Vlad gets up says hey we're doing a fast as a church and we're asking all of you to fast now of course there's people that don't fast that's their decision yeah. we're not making people saying you cannot be a part of this church if you don't fast no. so i think it has to be again a hard issue mm -hmm. where if you're drinking smoothies the whole time again i'm not talking about 40 days we're talking like three to five mm -hmm. days you just probably should yeah. just break your fast because it's kind of like there's no point at that point because you're not sacrificing you're just you're just going from eating food to drinking food I agree. I agree. I, I agree. And somebody asked, can you take medicine? Honestly, I took Advil um, during this time. On the second day, I was at a conference um, and um, it's not recommended to take Advil, of course, on an empty stomach. And But because it was the second day, um, I took Advil. I had such a bad headache. I could not function. And it was a whole day of meetings um, in one conference that I was at. And so honestly, I took Advil and there was no problem. But again, my body might react differently to yours. It's highly, of course, not encouraged to take any Advil or Tylenol. If you're doing a, f a first three days, you have to understand, if you're going into a three-day fast and you're gonna stop caffeine especially, um, you will have headaches. I give you a prophetic word right now. <laughs> Unless you slowly start weaning off of caffeine three days prior to that, lower the amount of caffeine you take slowly so that your body adjusts to it so that when you go into your fast, you don't go into a fast cold turkey stopping caffeine because you will have, your body is gonna beat you back and then you will feel those headaches, you will feel those toxins, and it's not the devil attacking, it's not God telling you to stop fasting, it's that all the toxins are coming out and your body is trying to cleanse itself, and you can avoid that headache if you would take it gradually into the three-day fast before that instead of just going straight at it, because otherwise you have to deal with the consequences. So good. Okay, we just got two more. We'll go, we'll go through these quick, guys. Do you, um, can you fast for other people's breakthrough? And I would just say for that, Absolutely. There's many times in the Bible yeah. where people are fasting on behalf of a nation. Let's look at Nineveh. Jonah says we're, the whole city is going to mm -hmm. be destroyed. The king of Nineveh, the leader, says we're going to fast and even the animals are going to fast. So you're not even allowed to feed mm -hmm. your animals. And the animals had to fast and the whole city got saved. So And, and even no water. Yeah. That yeah. Was... That, and no water. Absolutely. So absolutely and I, I would challenge some of you to fast on behalf of somebody else hey i'm gonna fast yeah. for my unsafe uh, wife yeah. my unsafe husband my unsafe kid i'm gonna fast mm. for a person at the church and you can definitely fast for other people according to scripture it's it's biblical i don't know if you want to add anything there vlad no no i'm, I'm okay that's good. last one here here we go drum roll you already you guys already know this got asked 80 times is it okay to tell people i'm fasting <laughs> So, there, there, so the Bible has corporate fastings and it has personal fastings. If you see corporate fastings where the kings, people in position, they will actually announce the fast. The king announced it to Nineveh. Esther announced it to her people. Good. We see like Nehemiah, Ezra and others, they would announce it to the people that they were responsible for and stuff. So I see people announcing their fast. Uh, there's few ways. You know, one of them is Jesus says when Pharisees are trying to get a reward from people so you can be perceived to be spiritual. Like even, uh, you know, Isaiah asked me, hey, can I mention about the 40-day fast? And so one option is sometimes like in a case like this where, well, Vlad, you talked about your fasting. Um, honestly, like if, if people knew, some people know about fasting and I refuse to talk about it, actually going to draw more attention to my fasting than less attention to my fasting and stuff. So you have to really examine your motives, number mm -hmm. one. 
And number two, I do believe that you have to share with somebody who can hold you accountable and pray with you if you're doing something more than, than more than three days. Uh, maybe your mentor, your life group leader, or your pastor, uh, especially if you're going to extend it, especially your spouse, your parents, so that they can hold you accountable. They can uh, also pray with you and agree with you. Like in my case, you know, the moment I mentioned to my assistant pastor, who's also my very good friend, Ilya, he texts me back. He's like, God told me exactly to do the same. He said, let's do it together. So we created a group text message. And then there was one person in our church who said, I, she, it was, a, it, was, it was a lady who decided to fast for 40 days with me to support me just for that. Wow. I was like, Jesus, send me more followers, more supporters like that. You know, wow. like it's not like, hey, I'm going to give or this. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go without food. for, And nobody knows this person in the church, you know, like very quiet and stuff. And so and she did all 40 days and stuff, so survived. And so we had a group text message. So, so I, I believe in that. But when you, go, when you start going in on social media and start announcing kind of this is how I am doing it, you know, my progress and start getting support for it. You have to be very careful where your motives are at. And so, and I don't want to be the judge of that because honestly, I, half of the time I need to examine my own motives and present them to the Lord. So I'm not a good judge of people's motives because God is the judge of mine. And so, but scripturally, we're told not to announce our fasts for the sake of getting credit and be perceived as spiritual. I, I love what you said there because I think what's very important, I know people in the chat are like, don't tell anybody. Here's what's important, the context of scripture. We know there was corporate fasting. So everybody knew yeah. that people were fasting, right? The other side of it is Jesus said, don't tell anyone. Here's why. Because you're telling people to feel spiritually superior and to gain reward. So here's, here's the spiritual yeah. context if you're actually breaking down the scripture. If that's not your motive, it's okay to tell people. If your motive is impure, don't tell anybody. So that's the thing you have to realize. He wasn't saying don't tell anybody. He was saying if your motives aren't pure like the Pharisees, yeah. make sure you're not announcing it. So if somebody, if you're at dinner and someone says, hey, you want to eat? You're at, you're at, oh, it's on me. We're at Denny's. It's on me. And you say, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm fasting. That's okay. You're just telling them yeah. you're fasting. Or if your wife says, or you tell, you're, someone comes to you and says, hey, you really don't like it. You're doing good. Hey, man, I'm just fasting. It's no big deal. God's, God's bringing me through. It's, it's okay. I know some people are like, They'll shut their, you know, I can't tell anybody it's a secret. No, you can tell people, just don't go announcing it and saying, hey, everyone yeah. just want you guys to know, you know, I'm on a 14 day fast. The power of God's flowing through me. God's using me. So I'm going to pick up an offering. I'm way more spiritual than all of you. Like that's, that's what the Pharisees were literally doing. They're putting scriptures on their forehead. Yeah. So they were acting yeah. ridiculous to be yeah. spiritually and, and, superior. And it's, not that, it's, and it's not that Jesus said it's bad. It's the fact he said, that's their reward. He says that they, they're not going to get anything from the father. So yeah. that, that's, that putting it's not necessarily it's evil it's just you won't get any other benefits except from the fact that you'll be perceived as a spiritual person or some people will think of you as a hyper spiritual and then some way to even think about this is in the new testament the book of acts when luke who wrote the book of acts is writing the book of acts if he knew that he wasn't supposed to tell anybody people were fasting he wouldn't have wrote that they fasted he would just say we're not supposed to be talking about it so the bible would never even say people fasted because god would say don't add this because remember scripture is inspired by the holy spirit the holy spirit would have yeah. said don't add this because we don't want people to know because those disciples are still being recognized tonight for something they did thousands of years ago because we're talking yeah. about them it's in scripture so i don't think god is like so secretive or else he wouldn't have it in scripture that way as a opposed to just just know you're mm -hmm. you know you guys know you yeah. guys know if you know you know like if you're out yeah, bragging about it you're that, in the wrong yeah and i think that isaiah like for us as leaders people who have influence over people in our church it's very important that we live also vulnerable 
and we live um, sharing, um, not just preaching, but we also uh, model certain things. And as pastors, we're called to to live by example and to lead by example. And so, and that's one of the things is our life is always on the spotlight. And and I don't see it wrong to to bring on what God is doing in your life. A lot of times, I will lead the church and say, I'm doing this with you, instead of the hey, you do it, you do it. And so, as a pastor, I feel like there's. There's a, there's a responsibility that lies on me to be transparent, not only with my strengths and my obedience, but honestly also where I failed and where I what I did not obey God, what I quit, what, you know, like I said, I ate the cinnamon rolls and stuff and, and share the stories where I blew it and so that people can be connected to that. And so if, if I would live my life in this box where I only preach the gospel, but I don't also exemplify how it works in my life, Good. then a lot of times I will distance myself from people and they will feel like I'm so out there, but it's not relatable because I'm so afraid for nobody to sneak in into my life. So good. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Listen, guys, we're two hours in. I'm going to have uh, Pastor Vlad say a prayer over us, a prayer of just empowerment, encouragement. Now, I know there's a lot of you like me that are like, I'm ready to fast, y'all. Like, I'm ready to start right now. I'm ready to fast. I know you guys are excited about it. So he's going to pray a prayer of us, encouragement, uh, you know, that God would just empower us. And then I'm going to have him give an outro and we're going to read the donations, hang out for a bit and get off here because I know we are two hours in. So Pastor Vlad, if you don't mind just praying a corporate prayer over everyone in the chat, especially all those. I know there's a lot of you. Just do this, guys. If you're brand new, you say maybe you've been recently saved or you've never fasted, but now you're saying, I'm going to try a fast even one day. Just type one in the chat, okay? If that's you, you say, I'm just going to start fasting. Well, everyone's saying, don't stop. It's too quick. Listen, guys, we've been on live for two hours here. Just type one, type one if you're like, I'm, and I'm going to do this because I'm I'm ready, y'all. I'm ready. Um, okay, well, Pastor Vlad, if you don't mind just praying a prayer good. over everybody. Yeah, yeah. and for those of you who are, if, if, if you want to learn more about fasting, I have, and this is not... Well, I'm going to promote it because Isaiah gave me the permission to. Yeah, do it. I have a YouTube channel um, that is slowly uh, growing and um, and the podcast called Race to Deliver uh, where I upload, especially when we were doing the fast. So there was a lot of content that was released during the time, at, at least like five or six messages and stuff. And so some of them were preached while fasting so that you can you will feel the, 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 the inspiration. I always tell people the moment you start fasting, listen to topics on fasting Good. and they will really strengthen your resolution to go on and so may god bless you as you do that and so let's just pray right now for yes. those of you that are uh, typing one we're just going to pray father in the name of jesus i pray right now that you will begin to draw us through your spirit the same way that your spirit drew your son into wilderness the same way, Lord God, when you brought the children of Israel into wilderness so, and you humbled themselves through fasting, you wanted to teach them, God, that a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Lord, fasting, fasting throws us on the mercy of your, of your word. And we begin to feed our spirit the same way we are feeding our flesh. We've been feeding our body. Our spirit now begins to come alive, Lord God. We become more aware of your presence. And I pray for those people, God, that have that quickening like I had for 10 years. To, to do that extended fast and I always had these excuses and I, I always was just scared that I'm going to die and all of just, just the fear of going too far and m- making excuses instead of making progress and I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will do that work in the hearts God I pray that their hunger is going to overtake their fear I pray God that their desire for you is going to overtake their excuses God and I pray Holy Spirit that we will not depend on our discipline even on our made up mind but we will depend on your grace. I pray the people that you're going to draw into the fast during this chat, Lord God, let your grace follow them. Let things fall into place. I pray give them strength to deal with toxic emotions. Give them courage 
to deal with temptations in the mind. Give him, God, grace to be cleansed from within, God, that you will begin to remove toxins in the body, but also toxins in the soul. Cleanse and purify them so they can be vessels of honor, prepared for the master's use, sanctified and set apart for you, God, that we will no longer sit on the fence trying to catch the both worlds, the world of sin and the world of our calling, God, but we will go all the way in and explore the possibilities of going too far, of going far after God to experience the fresh fire, God. We pray for those people right now, Lord God, who maybe started the fast but it's hard for them they, they throw up or they can't sleep at night or they but they, they they feel that drawing i pray god something will break over them right now god even as they heard the word today god i pray god something will snap and break over them god and the freedom will be released god not only to fast but to pursue you and to turn away from their wicked ways we pray all of this in the precious name of jesus Amen. Amen. So good, Vlad. Thank you so much. You are Isaiah, a brother. You, you, you are so a friend. Much. I appreciate you being here. Guys, there's links to give on screen. I'm going to be sewing into Vlad tonight right when I end the broadcast. Sew into what God is doing. If you are blessed tonight, Vlad, let us Thank know you. where else can they find you. You got books on Amazon. You got a website. You got YouTube. You have Instagram. I want to be, uh, make a special plug here. He's going to be uploading, or he is, more to YouTube and live streaming as well. So make sure if you're not subscribed on YouTube, there's over 2,000 of you on YouTube right now. Make sure that you go down in the description of this video. I've tagged his channel. So make sure that you subscribe tonight. I would love to see that count go up by several thousand. Love you too, Roy. I see you, uh, Pastor Roy, in there. I love you, bro. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to that. We really do appreciate it. But where else, Vlad, can they find you? Um, no, just, I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned it all. I have uh, also... All of my books and e-courses, for those of you uh, who maybe are tuning in for the first time, I have three books called Fight Back, Break Free, and Single Ready to Mingle. They're all available for free download. If you don't have the funds, uh, you can download it for free. And then I have also online school, vladschool.com as well, and it's also free of charge. And so you can go ahead and um, take advantage of that. And um, But yeah, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. We're all the normal, normal so place. good and i just want to brag on vlad real quick because i know i know how the world of social media and books and everything works no one has ever done this i'm I, he will not say this i will say it for him he has given all of his books all of his e-courses and all of his content free because the lord told him there's people that can't afford it and i want you to reach mm -hmm. these people so listen if you can afford it Go buy his book on Amazon, and if you can't, he does have everything free on his website. So this is crazy. Yeah. I don't know anyone that's ever done this. That's major. I know that he's lost an insane amount of money doing that, but in one sense, he's lost, but in heaven, he's gained eternal treasure for doing that. So make sure that you bless him as well. Thank you so much, Thank Vlad. You. I'll let you go here. I definitely got to have you back appreciate on soon. It. I'll be in your stream on Thursday night, shouting you down in the comments. I love you, bro. I appreciate you. We'll talk soon. Come on. So next, next week, next week. Is next Thursday. Stream. Yeah, next Thursday. Okay, it's going to be good, man. Thank love you, you man. Take care. Love you, brother. Awesome, guys. What an incredible time. Hold on, let me take that off so you guys don't get confused. What an incredible time that we had tonight talking about fasting. I cannot say it enough. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.